Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. You've got exactly ten minutes to decide if you really want to know. You have filled this city. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've done today. The YouTube channel for another episode of Wrestling with Randy. He's Randy, of course, and I'm Evan, the third host, and we are back with another uh, YouTube recording, this time to discuss uh, probably the most infamous uh, WWE pay-per-view in quite some time. That is, of course, Money in the Bank 2020. As we record this, we're about a week removed from the show, so we figure it's a good time to get this review in. Um... So let's get right to it, Randy. Uh, for, let's do things from a micro and a macro level. So from a macro level, what did you think about? Um, oh, I, I see that ginger ale there. Uh, oh, oh, this. <laughs> from our first episode on the YouTube show. Link in description, probably. Yeah, check that episode. See how we ranked Zevia. And I believe that that would rank pretty low. Dude, it's awful. But that's all I got. <laughs> hey, any port in the storm, I guess. Um, so, from a macro level, yeah, macro. What do you think about Money in the Bank 2020? Yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't, wasn't great. And I, like I said before, with the uh, with the WrestleMania review, I I don't like the the no audience shows. Um. They tried really hard, and they there was there in the micro there were some good things, but overall I don't think it was a, I don't think it was a great job. I definitely agree with you, Randy. Um, this was the first money in the bank that I've seen since I've been back into watching wrestling. Because uh, in the time that I was gone, I, I heard a lot about that pay per view, which was new as of like probably ten fifteen years ago, and that in the Elimination Chamber. People who talk about wrestling and then any articles I may see always talk about how those were two great pay-per-views from the WWE. And mm-hmm. watching this one for the first time live, I can say I was not impressed with that match at all, or or the pay-per-view. Um, again, from the macro level, there were a couple of good spots in there, but overall, in terms of storytelling, in terms of the Money in the Bank, the Money in the Bank match itself, I think it was kind of a mess. Um, uh, yeah. Mainly, um, so with the Money in the Bank match itself, do you think that they should have separated the men and the women's match? It's because they've always been separate the past years, and having two matches has always meant something because it puts the focus on you know either match instead of both matches at the same time. Um, I think this year they tried to do the cinematic route, and it was a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, just going set piece to set piece, and then you occasionally have them meet up at different spots. Yeah, uh, it was interesting when in the end when Oscar like kicked Corbin off the ladder because so reasons. Her, yeah, because it had whatever. two briefcases, so they could have both gotten gotten yeah, one could've. and been fine. And Oscar just likes to fight people, I guess. I don't know. I, I suppose, and then. Uh, why did they catch her in the beginning of the match? 
wouldn't it have been better if it let her fall and just die? Because obviously people can die now in the WWE, but they're also Highlanders. Correct. Could, could head back the following night. So why didn't they just let Asuka just fall on her face and die? So then there's one less person like to worry about. Because they're going to do that anyway. Anytime anybody <laughs> dumped off the top of something, they always catch it. Right. It's never. The only time I've seen somebody not get caught in a wrestling ring was at a show in Detroit for Ring of Honor. Dude did a shooting star off the top onto the floor. Oh, shit. Darn. And landed at first. Oh. Nobody there to catch him. And yeah. it was, they carried him out through the crowd. And then he, he died. Not, you know, <laughs> I think it was back the next night. <laughs> Yikes. You Yikes. were Chris right. Because <laughs> wrestlers are all Highlanders, apparently. Because speaking yeah. to that, uh, when Baron Corman murdered Rey Mysterio and Alistair, Alistair Black. Black, that was... But I think you told me off camera that uh, on the Raw the following night, Rey Mysterio said that like, they fell to the second roof, right? Correct, yeah. I feel like they should have shown that second roof and showed that they were just incapacitated. Because yeah. that, that gave me vibes of the uh, the Giant versus Hulk Hogan in that monster truck match. Yeah. yeah, And then he was ready for his actual match five minutes later. After he fell off the roof. How did he survive? <laughs> well, there's like a crane and he's landed on the thing that they had waiting for. <laughs> That's how that happened. Why would you even think about throwing something off the top of a roof and then try to play it off like he didn't die? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think that the money in the bank match showed off um, the slapstick um, tendency of WWE. Can a match be fun? Yes. Can it have comedic spots? Yes. But that match, but something as, as important as Money in the Bank to where the winner can uh, basically challenge for any championship that, they, that they're so inclined to, to have that many comedy spots in there uh, is ridiculous. Um, like, for example, and then like some, some other things just didn't work. Like, did you see the uh, Stephanie McMahon a cameo? I missed that one. Okay. So, uh, Stephanie McMahon had a cameo when Dana Brooke was fighting, uh, what's her face? Um, the, the big Amazon lady. Nia? Yeah. Nia Jax, and she, she knocked Nia Jax out, and then she saw, a uh, money in a bank briefcase that was in, like, an office. So then Dana Brooke thought, that, and, and this before she hit her head, so, it, it doesn't make sense why she thought this. So she thought that the briefcase in there was uh, the actual briefcase to win the match. So then she goes for the briefcase. And then uh, Stephanie McMahon is like, Dana Brooke, what are you doing? And then it was obvious that Stephanie McMahon's um, cameo was filmed on a, a, a Samsung Galaxy S8. No, S5. <laughs> and it's not even the same room, probably in the same continent as the, uh, as the match. And so then... Dana Brooke is reacting off of Stephanie McMahon, who isn't in the room, but acting as though she is. So it, it was very, it was very clunky and, and assaulted my intelligence. I hate that crap. The WWE, although they may be having some financial woes, uh, they are uh, still a multi-million-dollar company, and they probably have pretty state-of-the-art or close to it um, visual effects and um, mm -hmm. their 
production team. So that was something that they could have avoided, but they chose not to, and and, and it really upset me. Yeah. The, um, the the food fight with Paul Heyman, that was, that was dumb. Dumb. Even, like, pausing on Heyman eating the sandwich for a second while he's just looking at both groups. Like, oh, you know, this would be a food fight. Yep. And is it really necessary to have a food fight in the middle of the Money in the Bank match? Uh, the answer to that is emphatically no. No. Uh, and then they had a cameo from Brother Love, which was... I guess it kind of worked, but it was like, okay, I, I really don't care. I think they're just using the people they still have hired around and just throwing them, yeah. throwing them in. And uh, John Laurinaitis, people power. Is, is that a thing that he said before? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He was always about people power. People power. <laughs> All about um, power people. And then Dork the Clown, who was just like some random intern. That was crazy and dumb. Yeah. I think the actual dunk, and then they replaced him with Brooklyn Brawler, but Brawler got fired at some point in the last few years. Yeah, because the OG uh, dunk was uh, Matt Bourne, and like Matt Bourne has had some uh, issues, apparently. Yeah. I liked him in uh, ECW. Yeah, that was a Matt Bourne version, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not born. So, to that point, does he own the Doink character? Obviously not. And was he even Doink at ECW? Doink character on the Indies. He was just, I think he was, he was called Born Again in ECW. Mm. And then he had, like, the, he wore the wig and, like, half the face paint. It looked like yes, really I faded. And he'd take off the wig during the matches and stuff. I don't know. He made his opponent wear the wig. Mm. He was really messed up. That's what I've heard uh, on numerous occasions about him. Um, How do you feel about the winners of the Money in the Bank matches? I I like Asuka because Asuka's crazy. And she Mm -hmm. has a great YouTube channel, Kamachan TV, where she cooks stuff. Um... Mm -hmm. Otis is trash. Yeah. I mean, he's had one of the major storylines on SmackDown in the past few months, but I don't I don't think that necessitates a Money in the Bank win. Not at all. Otis would only make sense to me if he catches in um, to, for a tag team match, which would switch up how how Money in the Bank works. So it's going to be refreshing. But seeing him even try to cash in for like a title match would be dumb. No. And they teased it last night on SmackDown. Um because they uh they had Otis try to find a tag team partner. Like he's, a, he's part of a tag team. Why was he trying to find a tag team partner? But he ended up having Braun with him and then they teased catching in on Braun after the match. So hmm. Like obviously like he didn't do it then? No. Mandy was out there with um he's like, Hey man, hey big man, just joking around, just joking around. <laughs> Oh, lovely. Uh, so, has Tucker been around? Not lately. I don't know if we Is he that. hurt? I haven't heard anything. Maybe. I feel like Tucker Tucker is getting either shot sideline or he's about to get fired. Because it's weird. Because uh, 
I haven't seen Tucker or Bobby Roode in a long time since this before WrestleMania. Sure. So something's going on. That or they're just staying home because of the. That could be. Yeah, because I. I know Bobby Roode has like a couple of kids, so so like that could be why he's staying home. Yeah, I know I know a lot of a lot of them are staying home right now just because of everything going on. But that's why they're putting the title. That's why they're changing the Intercontinental title right now too. So mm-hmm. Sammy Zayn hasn't wrestled since Mania. Hmm. Um. So were there any high spots of the of the Money in the Bank twenty twenty for you? I, the only like high spot match I'd say was the uh, the Drew McIntyre Seth Rollins and that just because it was a good match. Uh, they 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 told a decent story with it. The handshake at the end showing respect to Seth from Drew kind of played into it well. Um, I, other than that, not not a whole lot. Yeah, I don't understand uh, Drew McIntyre as a as a babyface. I think he's a little bit too babyface now, and his turn mm-hmm. from being like a a killer heel to like this eat your vitamins, say your prayers, uh, babyface seems to be yeah, it, it, it seems to be a little bit too much. Um, I, I think I told you off camera that how I think they should book Drew is have him be. Uh, like a guy who, who's a warrior, like a Highlander type guy who's just looking for, the, he, he wants somebody to beat him, but he's so unbeatable. So like yeah. he's, he'll get anybody a title shot and basically he just mows through them all. Because after he beat Brock, he can beat anybody. And then he, all he wants to do is find somebody who, who can at least give him a good battle and he can't find it. I think that's a much better way to book him and book him strong without having to just be like, oh, thank yourself. Be, be, be a locker room leader. Because even this moveset yeah. is, is not a baby face moveset. No. A claymore kick, like that's like a that, that's like a power move. It's like a mm-hmm. a baby face, like he's acting. I don't feel like would do. No, he reminds me of like Kevin Nash when Kevin Nash was champ. Um, mm-hmm. as Diesel. Mm-hmm. I mean, he moves a lot better than Nash does. Or did, Absolutely, but mm-hmm. just that the power move set style champ. Um, not as good as in the ring as like a Brock Lesnar. I don't think. Right. Because Brock is just, so, just dominant. But, um, yeah, I, I, I like what you you said about Drew there. Um, making him like trying to always trying to find like a, a beautiful butt, which is kind of like what they're doing with Aleister Black, though, too. Yeah, true. True. He's always looking, That's looking a good for point. someone to knock on his door and challenge him. Um, What's that? Which I feel like they haven't really done much to progress that story. No. He's kind of like just like in fucking homeostasis with that right, right now. Yeah, they're they're just, they're giving him more matches right now, and it just seems like Drew every week is just being one of the Mexicans from that group. Mm-hmm. So he's either got Andrade or Garza or that other dude. Austin Theory. I don't think Austin Theory is Mexican. I don't think he's either. But he's with that group. But they, mm-hmm. they just seem to have him beating one of those guys every week. Every single week, yeah. Um, I think that the weakest spot of the entire pay-per-view, though, uh, was the Bobby Lashley and R-Truth match. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. it came out nowhere. No, that's... Uh, it didn't make any sense. No. 
And it was originally supposed to be like Archery versus MVP, which also didn't make sense. But it got got our truth uh, to give one of his best promos, both twenty four seven eleven. That was a good promo a- after the match, but I felt after like that could just happen. Yeah, I feel like that could have happened regardless. Besides the fact that he thought that he won, so that that was kind of funny. But yeah, He's that been match was there forever. I mean, around yeah. wrestling, at least he can still go. Because back when I was so he, like the tail uh, end, uh-huh. he's what? Uh, you were saying something? Oh, oh, uh, um, back at the tail end of, of me watching wrestling the first time, uh, that's when he was on a tag team with I think Road Dog. Back when he was K Quick, so that'd be the yep. two thousand. Five or some, or something like that. Yeah. And then they so, he went to TNA. He knew he was Ron the Truth Killings. Yeah. A member of Three Live Crew. Yeah. That was him. Badass Billy Gunn, right? No, it was him, Road Dog, and uh, Conan. Ah. Uh, wasn't he on a tag team with uh, Billy Gunn though? Oh no no that's Road Dog was that, that's Saginaw's own uh, uh Corvon whatever the fuck his name crap his name was Marcus yeah Marcus Corvon uh what's his real name yeah Ma- Monty Brown Monty Brown yes 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 that's what I'm thinking about yeah yeah he was um yeah uh the I I mean the the Tamina match with um Bailey trash. Yeah, I mean there there's really no build up to Tamina. Uh, there there's really no point in match other than have Bailey defend the title. Um obviously they're still building towards Bailey versus Sasha. Mm-hmm. But who knows how long that'll take to burn. Slow burn's fine. I feel like it's a really slow burn though. But who's gonna go? Who's gonna go face in that situation? I feel like Sasha is. Yeah. Because they keep showing that Bailey is is is, her, her, is getting like a little power hunk, power mad, mm-hmm. and she's kind of doing things to to, to Sasha that she, that are undermining her. Yep. Well, that's how Sasha used but, to treat her. So. Yep, it is. So like a nice little twist, and I feel like. Sasha's probably hurt, and then that's why she's why she isn't like wrestling as much. I think so too. Which is, uh, but she's she's still keeping on TV with this whole thing with the mm-hmm. thing. So as long as you're staying on TV, you're staying relevant. Exactly, and I feel like they typically tell tell us when people are are hurt, but like for whatever reason, like that's being kept under wraps. Yeah. Um, because they told us Kevin Owens is hurt. And he hasn't wrestled since Mania, where he won his match. And his, right. his opponent got the world title shot afterwards. Right. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. That that match proved to be very meaningless, because it seemed like they were going to make it to where it's... Now, uh, does Seth Rollins still have his crew? Yeah. Okay.
Okay. He still has his crew. He has new entrance music. Yeah. To make him seem like Which, the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Which isn't bad because honestly, he's a much better, better, better heel than he is face. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Much better. And then they kind of took what, what he was doing online and being an asshole and changed it to like a new character. So like that's that shows you that when they want to do good storylines, they can, but they just choose to not do that many good storylines. I'm not sure why. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a, if, if the problems at the top events or just the people that he hires to do the storylines because they can do good things like Seth Rollins mm-hmm. and, and they do terrible things like Money in the Bank match. Yeah. I think it really comes down to the relationship they have with the writers too, and who's writing for them. Um, mm-hmm. Because some some writers will really take to a character and mm-hmm. um, find better stuff for them. Like back when The Rock was writing, it was him and Brian Gortz really mm-hmm. wrote all their stuff together for mm-hmm. The Rock. Um, then you see a lot of that stuff with some of the guys that are writing today. Um, course back then they, they think they had a little bit more where they could turn it and make it into their own kind of thing mm-hmm. where today they're just given a script and told to read off it which i still think is a terrible idea i kind of see why they do it so they can have more control especially if they're trying to be more family centric but i feel like a part of of a wrestler is being able to get themselves over and if they and if they have any scripts to where they can't showcase your own personality. Now, some people might need a script, like I think like maybe like Roman Reigns, yeah. he probably needs a script to work off of. But I feel like some people like say, Kevin Owens are are good enough to where like they don't need a script to be written for them. Or say, uh, what's his face from AEW now, um, their champion? John Moxley. John Moxley. Yeah. Yeah, I think that if they would have let him do his own thing, he might have stayed with them. Oh yeah. Or the, that's, of course, one of his many issues he had, but I feel like he's a person who, who could be a talker, but they just didn't let him talk. Yep. No, but, I, I think he's, <laughs> he's one of the better talkers out there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we want to keep this episode episode short. Uh, so, uh, overall, if you had to rate money in it, well, not you have to, let's just rate money in the bank 2020. <laughs> How many drug <laughs> Ironmans do you think you would give it? I know we originally talked off camera. I think I gave it like a six or something, but I'm going to go mm-hmm. 5.5. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably go five as well because there were a couple of decent, um, components and, uh, moments, but overall very, very poor. And then I will say this one thing that I think I said off camera as well. Um, they did, well, uh, what was I going to say? They, um, this pay-per-view was so clunky that it made me forget that there was no audience. So they had much bigger problems than not having an audience in it. That's true. Um, but hopefully the world will come back again and they'll be able to have a pay-per-view that has people there or at least to go to AEW route and have other wrestlers in the crowd. Just like a clapping or talking smack or whatever. Something, yeah. Yep. Six feet I mean, which the wrestlers obviously aren't. They are six feet apart. Right. So who who knows? But they are essentially in a a central business. So good for them. Um, But WWE now is selling face masks. 
You can get everybody's on that face mask. And it's probably like thirty bucks. It's like twenty. That's 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 so crazy high. But in any event, uh, that is our episode. If you like what you saw in this episode or anything else on on the podcast or the YouTube network, go ahead and subscribe on YouTube. Hit the bell icon to get a notification for all of our videos. Um, and also check us out anywhere you can get a podcast. Um, Um, That's all.